Did that, did that do it, Bobby? Good morning. Okay. Do you know how powerful this book is? Do you really know how powerful it is? Let's go to Managua, Nicaragua. We're there for a scripture distribution. And normally what we do is we start out with a church service just like this one today. Well, most of us can't speak Spanish, so we speak a little bit and an interpreter relays the message that we just spoke, okay? So that allowed us to watch the audience a little bit as the interpreter spoke. Speak a little bit, interpreter speaks. Well, this man came in the back late. He sat at the very back. True Baptist, right? <laughs> I can say that because I am one, right? Yeah. But uh, we kept noticing him. And he kept increasingly becoming uneasy. Uneasy, you know? He was fidgety, you know, like some kids are sometimes. But yeah, he was unnormally uh, edgy. And all of a sudden... Boom, he heads out the back door. Hmm, what'd we say that hurt him or whatever, you know? So we return to the hotel, get a phone call. Hello. Yes, this is the president of Nicaragua. Yeah, and I got beachfront property in Greensboro, Kentucky for sale, right? No, 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 no. Did you speak at a church this morning? Yes. Did you see a man come in late? Yes. Did he leave early? Yes. That man is the head of the prisons in Nicaragua. He left your church service and came and called me and said, we have got to get this man in our prison. Now, why is that significant? Because the prison in Managua, Nicaragua, had never been let in anybody other than guards and inmates. This prison has got 2,700 of the hardest criminals in Central America, drug lords, and all other things. The only way they come out of that prison is in a body bag. And nobody had ever been in that prison before. So the president of Nicaragua, the president of the, of the prisons, asked us to come in. Well, five Gideons, okay, we're coming. Five Gideons, and when we get there, the warden said, when you go out into the prison, we want you five Gideons to walk in the center of that aisle there's going to be 13 guards around you. Do not leave the center of that aisle. Yes, boss, you got it. No problem. So we start out handing out little scriptures similar to this. And as soon as the Bible touched the hands, they'd fall to their knees, wailing, crying, screaming. It was amazing. So we go on a little bit. After a few minutes, the warden says, Wait. What's wrong, Warden? You need to speak to these men. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> not only have we got into a prison that's never been into before, not only are we handing out testaments, now we're able to speak. Many convert lost count how many conversions that day. You know, as, warden, as we left, the warden said, come back Thursday. Well, we just went through the prison. He said, yes, but that shift of guards need this as well. So... A door that had never been opened before was melted away by the Word of God. And you know something? When you help the Gideons in ministry, your fingerprints are there on those Bibles. I'll get to that in a moment. One of our monthly newsletters had an excerpt one time 
from a devotional by Calvin Evans, and I quote, The Bible is like no other book. The Bible is not a good book, not only a great book, but the Bible is God's book. His anger blazes from his pages of power. His love trembles in its tone. His lamentations sigh and sob in its sentences. This book carries the message of the mind of God, the state of man, the doom of sinners, the way of salvation, the happiness of heaven, and the horrors of hell. This book's doctrine is pure, its precepts are binding, and its history is true. It will give you light to guide you, food to feed you, and comfort to cheer you. It is a mine of wealth, a river of joy, and a paradise of pleasure. We should read it slowly, read it frequently, and read it prayerfully. I'm going to re-say that. We should read it slowly, read it frequently, and read it prayerfully. We should read it to be wise, practice it to be holy, and believe it to be saved. It is a pilgrim's staff, a pilot's compass, and a traveler's map. That about sums up the Bible, doesn't it? Amen. Where's my drugs? Where's my gun? Heck, where am I? Thought he had it all. Friends, drugs, alcohol, women. He started wondering, though, is this it? Is this all there is? Started trying to get out of the drugs scene, and when he tried, it just got worse. He got deeper into it. So he started drowning that Lysol. He said, well, if this is all there is, let's just do the ultimate party. Mardi Gras. So they pack up and head to New Orleans. And you can imagine, drugs, drinking, women, you get the picture. Now, I used to have to travel to Louisiana quite frequently for work. One time I was in Louisiana at Mardi Gras. This old country boy ain't never going back. I tell you what, <laughs> pardon my language. No, it is no place for somebody like me, I tell you what. So here this guy, here he is standing in the middle of Bourbon Street in Mardi Gras. Shoulder to shoulder to people. And he said, I have never felt any more alone than at that moment. He said, why live if this is it? He went back to the motel, hotel room to commit suicide. Why live? He reached for his gun, but guess what he grabbed? Guess what he couldn't let go? It was like He said it was like it was glued to my hand. So he said, well... He went to church when he was a kid, so he knew the Gospels, and he really didn't want to hear what they had to say. So you know where he turns in this Bible and starts reading? Revelations 1.1. He reads the whole book of Revelation. He starts wondering about this new heaven and this new earth that it's talking about. Then he read the last verse in the Bible, which is, The grace of Lord Jesus be with all. Amen. Boom. Something hit. Something clicked. He said, be with all. That hit him like a tongue of bricks. He said, I felt included. I felt like someone loved me. I felt like someone wanted to know me and somebody cared for me. He fell to his knees and accepted Jesus as his personal Savior. Right there. Praise God for that. But this goes one step further. This is a local guy. Go to Horse Cave, Kentucky. Have you ever heard of the Way Church at Horse Cave? Let me introduce you to their pastor, Paul Grider. That was Paul. Praise God that that Bible was in that room that night for Paul. Amen. Thank you for helping the Gideons International. As you know, we're business and professional men and women distributing God's word for you. 
It's a partnership between you and us. Each time we hand a testament or a Bible out, your fingerprints are all over those Bibles. They truly are. And last year, over 87 million copies were handed out. One at a time. One at a time. How do we do that? Well, we, the Gideon's International Ministry is a unique ministry. See, we, we, when we say that the sun never sets on the Gideon ministry, we literally mean that. Why? Because we've got two Gideons and auxiliary in 200 countries around the world. That's how we do what we do. Why? Do you, why? Because they are in that country. They know the do's and the don'ts, the ins and the outs of the culture of that country. So they know how to get these scriptures where they need to be, schools or wherever they're at. So that's how we do it. Let's talk about our women. Praise God, I've got a loving wife that most, a lot of you know that she's my prayer partner. She's my prayer warrior. And that's what our women are for us. They're our prayer warriors. You know, they distribute Bibles in places like women's shelters, in pr- women's prisons, dentist offices, attorney's offices. And they give little white testaments to nurses when we can. So that's what our women do for us. Of course, as you know, we distribute bubbles in hotels, motels, all different places, fire personnel, EMS personnel, and police. And we had a special effort during, during this pandemic to make sure that our first responders had the Bibles that they needed because this stuff has been taxing, tolling on them. So please continue to remember them. There was a church just south of Dallas one year that had this on their marquee, Welcome. We work with missionaries in 200 countries, distribute scriptures in over 90 languages, and helped hand out over 87 million copies of God's Word last year. We helped the Gideons. Of course, as you know, our theme is Isaiah 55:11, And let me read that for you real quick. It's on the, on the screen there. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. When God says shall, and there's five shalls in that verse, it's going to happen, isn't it? Amen, that's right. So it's going to happen. And there's something unique about this book. Have you ever thought about when you open this book, where is the author of this book? Standing right here beside me. Any of these fiction books that you, you buy and these things, you might know the you might know the author author very well. It doesn't matter. But when you open this book, the author is standing right there with you. Praise God for that. With your support of the Guinean Card Program, that's how we place many of our scriptures and Bibles. And you've got several racks around. Please use those cards. Why do I say use those cards? Well, one of these Bibles we place in hotels and motels has about a six-year life. That means in six years it could touch 2,300 lives. Now, I know some of you remember C.W. Golf. Praise God for C.W. and Sandy up there. God bless you, girl. Since C.W.'s passing away, the last I checked with her, over 1,500 Bibles have been donated in his memory. Take 1,500 times 2,300. What do you get? Three and a half million people that could be touched by the memory of C.W. Golf, Isn't that great? That's how we do it, you know. Thinking of you cards, someone's sick and shut in. There's been a few people sick around these days, hasn't there? Think about them and in the recognition. How can you help? We need your prayers. Please put us on your prayer list. 
every heartbeat. Two scriptures have been placed someplace in this world. Every heartbeat. That's how we do it. We've got to have your prayers to be able to do that. We need more men and women professional. We need your financial support. Now, I might get a little emotional here. Some of you that really know me know that I might get a little emotional occasionally. But with your financial support, every penny goes to purchase and place God's Word. Why do I say I'm going to get emotional? Well, I was speaking one time outside of Hodgensville one day. Afterwards, I was at the back. The pastor was with me, greeting people as they were leaving. And this nine-year-old boy comes up. And the pastor introduced me to him. He said, this boy got saved two weeks ago. He handed me a quarter. He said, Mr., I hope this helps. I can truly tell him that every penny of that quarter goes to purchase and place God's word. Some of you may remember my (laughs) mother-in-law. I tell this on her all the time. But when we first started speaking for churches, we got home one Sunday and we always went there for lunch. She said, well, how much did you make today? Okay, we took up an offering for Gideon. She said, but how much was your take? <laughs> Granny, we don't take anything. <laughs> we do it on our own. That is what we do for a God, you know. Think of it as an investment in God's Word, okay? And you can go to sendtheword.org. If those of you that are tech savvy, you can send Gideon cards that way. And by, by you doing that, when you put in your, your zip code, it gives us credit here locally, Okay. Thank you for that. It's an investment in God's word. For example, let's talk about Zalalem. Zalalem was born a Muslim in Ethiopia. And she witnessed the death of a woman close to her. And afterwards, she developed an abnormal fear of being alone. And she started hallucinating. So what did her mom and dad took her to an Islamic priest to try to get her, quote, healed or even taken care of. And that didn't work. So she was looking for prayer books in her father's stuff. Guess what she finds? A little Gideon Place Testament. She started reading it and it finally gave her peace. She found out that some relief workers were in her town. She had a cousin take her to town and she started listening to those relief workers because they were Christian. They were telling her exactly the same thing she was getting out of this book. Well, guess what Zazalem did? She accepted Christ as her personal Lord and Savior. Praise God for that. It goes further than that. Zalalem took that little testament and over 25 people in her family got saved by one testament. Amen. So let's, let's do some calculating here. Someone like you probably gave that dollar and 30 cents to put that testament in her father's hands. Praise God for that. So let's talk about that. Does anybody like a challenge? No, not the ice bucket challenge, okay? <laughs> You've heard enough of those things. But let's talk about a challenge here. Let's, what if we set aside $1.30 every day for a year? That'd be 365 scriptures. And give that to the Gideon coming next year, okay? So let's take Zalalem's family. At least 26 were saved from one testament. 365 scriptures times 26 people, guess what? 9,490 people could be touched by you placing $1.30 in a jar for 365 days. Take that one step further. What if 10 of us did that? That'd be almost 100,000 people. Folks, that's one-sixth the population of Louisville, Kentucky. So that's what it is. Another exciting way to help 
us is become a friend of the Gideons like Daniel. Daniel lives in West Lacove, Texas. He has a wife and two kids. He was earning an IT degree, and he received a New Testament at the college. He was already a believer, so he put it in his backpack. Well, it wasn't much longer that Daniel got diagnosed with leukemia, and he was, he was uh, devastated, you know. He lost hope. He found that New Testament, and he began reading it cover to cover, and he said, I was surprised at how much encouragement it brought me. He carried it everywhere, and I quote, The Word gave me hope. Sixteen days later, after he started reading his little testament, praise God, he was diagnosed in remission. Praise God, you know. He said Matthew seventeen twenty was his verse. He said, faith like a mustard seed. He said, I am a living example of that verse. The experience convinced him to be more intentional about his witnessing. And I quote, the New Testament given to me gave me so much hope I wanted to continue spreading his word by providing people with New Testaments. With that, Daniel became a financial friend of the Gideons. And with that, he gets a certain number of testaments that he can pass out just like we do every year. And what does Daniel do? He takes them to the cancer center. Isn't that great? Praise God for that. How how do you get involved with that? And anybody can be a friend of the Gideons. We need prayer partners. You can be a friend of the Gideon and be a prayer partner. You can be a financial help uh, partner as well. Just go to friendsofgideons.org and you can sign up. Okay, how many of you have got a uh, smartphone? Come on, come on. I noticed on your announcements you said download this today, the Bible app. Well, I want you to download the Gideon Bible app, okay? Why do I want you to do that? Because you can translate that on the fly into 1,300 different languages. Yes, I tell you, we, we have these little cards that we give out called the Gideon Bible app card. Carol and I and a couple, uh, John and his family and some others, we were in uh, Shoguns in, in Glasgow a few couple of years ago eating supper. Well, Carol and I have gotten in the habit as we leave, we leave our tip on the table and we leave a Gideon Bible card app with our tip. Well, I had to go to the restroom and the wait, waiter stopped me in the hall. What, what is this? What is this? Of course, he broke in English. I said, well, I told him what it was. I told him, use it, translate it to your home language, and you can read the Bible like you normally would read anything else. So praise God for that. To show the importance of partnering with the Gideons, I need three volunteers, three youngins, three volunteers. Oh, can I tell you, it involves chocolate. <coughs> Come on, just stand right here. Two more. Come on, guys. Oh, no, here we come. I've only got three. All right, let's get these three right here, okay? Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. No, oh, come back. All right, go ahead. Come here. <coughs> I never know how this is going to work, okay? <laughs> so let's re- take these three young men and say they represent the population of the world. Here is the dilemma that Guineans International has got. We've got enough funds to buy two scriptures for these three men, young men. So will you choose who gets one and who doesn't? That's what we face every single day. That's why, we, that's why I'm here. That's why we need your help. We need your assistance to be able to give those kids overseas or in the hospitals and motels 
here in our own country. We need your assistance because that is the need. We've got three, but we've only got enough to hand out two. So pray for us and help us there, okay? Okay, guys. I told you involved chocolate. Hey, they're going home with mom and dad, right? Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Okay. <coughs> Amen. Yes. Thank you, guys. But that's the need. Now look at this last picture here. This could be kids in Chile, Republic of Congo. It could even be Tennessee State Fair or someplace like that. It doesn't matter where they're from. That's why we're here. That's why we do what we do. That's why we partner with you, okay? We partner because we've got Gideons and Auxiliary in 200 countries, and we can put these scriptures in places that you can't go, okay? So that's why we do it. I want to leave you with one last thought. Today is the day that matters, not yesterday, not tomorrow. Today is the day for salvation, for telling someone you love them. Today is the day to help someone make it to heaven. Thank you so much for allowing me to be here today. I told uh, Bobby when I got here and Brother Todd, it's still hard for me to call you Brother Todd, I tell you. <laughs> I told him that the devil's been working on me. I need prayers. And uh, because last night I started coughing a little bit, got up this morning ca- coughing uncontrollably. So praise God he's been, he's been with me today. Amen. So let's thank you so much for me, letting me to be here your support through prayer, words of encouragement, and your financial support. It means the difference between heaven and hell to someone. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, thank you so much, Father, for being with us today. I was weak this morning, and Lord, I prayed and I trusted in you, and I thank you for doing that, Father. Lord, I totally pray for this church and their ministry, Father. Continue to be with them. Continue to be with Brother Blake. And his wife is there in Africa. Continue to be with Brother Todd and Karen, Father, as they minister to these groups. Be with Mark and Lindsay, Father. Help them to touch God, direct, and lead these people. Lord, continue to be with us as a Gideon ministry. Help us to follow your leadership, guidance, and direction. Help us to always follow you. Forgive us our sins and failures. For we pray in Jesus' most holy and precious name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen.